Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy Lesser. And I'm Stephanie Goldstein. And this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion and sometimes not meaningful. And that is what we love to talk about. And you can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook. You can also email us at lifesaccessoriespodcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, or drum roll, accessory suggestions. There are some good ones. I got to say, anything is an accessory. That's the fun part about this is that anything's an accessory. Anything. But if you like what you're listening to, and also you have the accessory suggestions, just share it all. Share this podcast with a friend or two. Please rate and review us and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And we have some really fun episodes coming up. Today, I'm very excited to tell you all listeners that we are talking to Jill Smokler. I love Jill Smokler and I have for a really long time. Fun fact, I actually wrote for her wildly popular blog, Scary Mommy, for many years. Which is fantastic. And so many of those articles were and are so helpful to us moms, us scary moms or terrifying moms. I don't know. I don't know. Depends on the day, right? It's a good name, right? It is a good name. It really, really is. Jill is a New York Times bestselling author and entrepreneur who became an authentic voice for millions of imperfect moms through her Webby award-winning blog, Scary Mommy began as a chronicle of Jill's stay-at-home days with her children and quickly transformed into a vibrant community of women brought together by a common theme. Parenting doesn't have to be perfect. And over the next eight years, without advertising dollars and on a shoestring budget, we know about that. Jill and her team (laughs) provided the destination for high quality, humorous, shareable parenting content. In 2015, with millions of followers, three books, and the top parenting site in the country, Jill became the first mommy blogger to sell her brand to a media company, which I think is remarkable because I think about that blog and seeing it way back when, and it truly was. And she was one of the first blogs. Remember when we didn't know what a blog was? That's what I was going to say, right? You had no idea. So, and then after, after three years of acting as chief content officer, Jill departed there in 2018. Okay. That was a journey in itself. Just that part. Crazy. So I'm going to continue on her journey and then obviously we're going to bring her on, but (laughs) following a much needed break, Jill returned with, she's got issues, another great name. I mean, Mm -hmm. who does not have issues, Mm -hmm. which is a brand for Gen X women. Hello. Us. Yes. (laughs) Focusing on the myriad issues, uniting all of us. Forbes magazine named Jill a top 10 parenting influencer, and she has been a featured guest on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Nightline, Fox and Friends, and countless other media outlets. Jill is also a frequent guest speaker at a variety of media and women-centric conferences and events. Let's bring her on. Hi, Jill, and welcome to Life's Accessories. We're so thrilled to have you with us. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's so great to see you. And now I have the honor of asking you the big question of the day, which is which (laughs) accessory slash meaningful item do you want to talk about today? 
My Meaningful Item is a book that was the entire first year of blogging. And I just printed it on Blurb. I don't even know if that's around anymore. I don't know if I could get another copy of it, I hope. But it was just every single post, every picture, not edited, not anything, no comments, just the pure picture and little description that I chose to write and it's in a book. And when I actually wrote my first book that was published by a real publisher, my daughter was so unimpressed because she was like, you've already done this. What's the big deal? We already have a book. And it's like, you know what? Like, Nothing that is, like kids who ground us. <laughs> seriously, but it really is the one that is closest to my heart because no one else has gone through it. Nobody else's opinion mattered. There was no feedback and no words that were replaced or anything. So it just feels so pure to me and I love it makes me happy. I think you're our first book accessory. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I was telling Stephanie before we hit record, my father who reads everything I write is always like, you should print out your stuff and put it in a binder, put it in a book. And I haven't yet, but it's funny. I felt like you took his advice. Did you know where it was going when you started it? Or you just kind of wanted to have something out on paper? I just felt like, boy, I have spent an awful lot of time on this thing. And who knows what's going to happen. I had no idea what was going to happen with blogs, how it would evolve, if I would stop doing it the next day. So I just wanted a way to memorialize all the effort that I had put in over the year. It's just so much more than just pictures and pictures right. anyway, these days, do we even print them? I haven't printed pictures in ages, probably That's since my kids other were- topic. Exactly. I think there's something about the printed page that it just, it's not the same. You started Scary Mommy before we even knew what blogs really were. And (laughs) is there a post that's a favorite of yours that you like to go back to? The first one that comes to mind is this perfect picture photo, but I've talked about it before. It's just this effort that I tried to get my kids to cooperate for a picture so hard and over this whole week and they didn't. And then the last night I haphazardly took this picture of all of the kids looking like angelic, perfect magic light, but my son's not wearing any pants. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) the funniest picture. But I will say, I think I'm going to pick my very first post because it was sort of the attitude with which I try everything. I think it was, here goes nothing. (laughs) We'll see if this works. (laughs) Try to follow along for as long as I stick with this. (laughs) And it's just nice to read it. I I stuck with it for a long time and it's very sweet. Can you take us back a little bit to the time when you first started blogging before it even really was Scary Mommy? How did you even know about getting in the blogging space? Did you have a plan? Could you ever have imagined that scary mommy would grow to what it became? Hmm. I had no plan when I started. I had a friend who had just started a blog and she's like, yeah, it's this weird thing. It's kind of like a diary, but like you, you put it out and you can send it to certain people. I was like, that sounds weird, but I guess I'll try it. And I started it and just sent it to my immediate family and close friends. I didn't realize there was a whole community. I had no idea. And when I first got comments from people who were not related to me. I was so creeped out. Like, who were these (laughs) weird people and why are they commenting on my children? Um, But then I was addicted. Like, once I realized that I could find my people that I wasn't finding in real life online, I was totally hooked. I certainly wasn't, like, the first wave, but I was sort of like the maybe second wave. It doesn't exist anymore the way it Mm -hmm. did then, which was just really 
supportive. It just felt like a cozy environment where we were there for the highs and there for the lows. And it felt really authentic. And I've since left and I'm, well, I'm sure it gets all of this and I don't mean to be jumping ahead for you, but I don't know if that kind of space could exist now. It, it certainly doesn't in the way, mm-hmm. you know, kind of everybody's an influencer and everything seems to be done for, I don't know if, if Scary Mommy started now, if, if it could sustain like that type of authenticity. And do you think it is because of this influencer culture? I do, so? because yeah. I think that's when I was sort of phased out slash left scary mommy. It was primarily because I was too old (laughs) and secondary. I think it was that I wasn't willing to embrace that role. I could have gone that direction. I just had no interest in it. It just didn't feel right to me and still would never feel right. It's definitely an avenue that if I'd taken, I wonder how things would have panned out. I read in an article about you in time, there was an interview, you talk about this magical combination of passion, honesty, and authenticity for Mm. entrepreneurs. Mm. That sounds very true to what you've just described in terms of the influencer piece didn't feel like you. Yeah, I resonate with what I said. Yeah, you resonate with you. You're, you know, <laughs> you're authentic. That gets close to home for me. You are yeah. so your brand. Yeah, you, know, you are your brand. Exactly. It's so interesting what you said about, I guess, safe space of the mommy blogging culture. Because I said this in our intro. I I've written a bunch for Scary Mommy back in the day when you know our kids are around the same age. So I loved it as a reader and also as a writer. And as a writer, it did feel like a safe space. And I always got really positive feedback. And that was really helpful as a writer. And I'm sure you've heard this from other people. I guess what we're kind of saying about the way things have changed or what you were saying about the way things have changed is that oftentimes now it is no pun intended. It's scarier to put your stuff out there because mm-hmm. have people gotten meaner? Has the online community gotten meaner? Is it social media? What do you think it is? I think it's all of the above. I think it started with the 2016 election and leading up to that, things got very divisive. In some ways, I'm very, the word's not judgy as much as it is disdainful. (laughs) I I don't know. I can't think of any word, but I look at all of these influencers now who are creating content purely to be shared and it's so gross. It just feels so inauthentic. But then I think that's what we were doing in a different way. We were creating different content and trying to share it and trying to get it out there. So should I really be criticizing the new way that moms have found to do that? It's interesting though, right? With all of these ways of being able to communicate and share, you would think this would be an opportunity, right? That there'd be opportunities galore for there to be kindness and support. And yet just everything is, you're not enough. You didn't do this. Your opinion's terrible. I can't believe you said that. And it's just unhealthy. So people do retreat much more. Totally. And we're not getting, if we're not getting the support in our real lives, it's so easy to just attack some anonymous person online. And it feels good for the three seconds just to get your aggression out and then you can move on. But you know what? The person on the other end can't. And And would you ever say those things to someone's face? No, I think what was so interesting at Scary Mommy was we sort of discovered some trolls on the message boards who were actually like really invested community members. It's really interesting. Women are a piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) We are. 
we love what you've done with Scary Mommy. And we feel like we've kind of grown up with you as mommies, as media people, as journalists, as readers and writers. And now the three of us are all in the podcast club. By the way, great name, Scary Mommy. Obviously, I'm sure you've heard that a million times, but great name for She's Got Issues because really, who does it? (laughs) How did you come up with the name for She's Got Issues and why did you decide to get into the podcast space? The name She's Got Issues came before the podcast. I don't remember exactly how I heard it, but the first thing I did was look up the domain to see if it was taken. Cause I just thought like it's punchy and it's sarcastic, but it sort of owns our Michigas. Um, and the URL was available, but it read, she's got tissues. <laughs> she go tissues. And I was like that, I can't name a site. She go tissues. And I battled with that for a year and I bought the domain anyway. And then five years went by and I realized I I think I'm ready to do something again. And I think I do still own this domain. And I think that was a really stupid reason not to explore a brand. She's Got Issues launched last year with a podcast and podcast because it sort of seemed like the least painful way to get myself out there again. Because when you haven't been out there in the public for a while, it's really hard putting yourself Mm -hmm. back out there. And this felt as close to like me whispering (laughs) A secret to one person as possible. Writing right now seems very daunting. Video is like too much, but the podcast just seems like a little bite size back into the world. So take us back a little bit though, because you did take some time away from being out in the world. Mm-hmm. Tell us what did you do during that time and what prompted you to come back? Well, I kind of lost my mind a little bit. I mm-hmm. walked away really abruptly from Scary Mommy. It was sort of a just quit on the spot because I was so fed up with the way things were and then woke up Mm -hmm. the next day. What the fuck have I done? That was my whole life. And all of my relationships in some way are wrapped up in Scary Mommy, my financial life, like my friendships, just everything. And it really took me down for two years. And then Mm -hmm. when I was finally getting my grounding and feeling like, okay, I think I can get out there again. What I do requires me to be kind of public, which is I'm either like wanting that or like shunning it. That's been a challenge. So I took about two years off after leaving Scary Mommy to really deal with health issues. I became so burnt out with working in New York two to three days a week. I hate working for other people, yet I chose to sell my company and stay employed. Like that was not a wise decision, Jill. And it all just got really hard. So I it took a couple of years. And when I was ready to finally come back out, that was March, 2020 and COVID hit. And I was mm-hmm not one of those people who really rose to the occasion and got all this stuff done. I gained weight. I just watched incessant TV. I took another two years to myself. So now is sort of finally the time where I'm like feeling like I can stand on my own two feet and the world, knock on wood, doesn't seem to be totally crumbling at the moment. So I feel like it's the right time to take a step out there. I actually just, I haven't even said this out loud yet, but I just submitted a manuscript to a publisher for a book that I've been working oh, on. Congratulations. Wow. You heard it here first oh on Life's goodness. Accessories. Congratulations. Congratulations. 
Thanks. Can you tell us um, a little bit about it? I mean, I felt like I've had a story for some time and I just kept saying, I'm not ready to tell it. I just feel like it needs to come to a better like conclusion. I need something like I need, I need it to end before I write it. And then I realized right. like, it's not going to end until you're dead, Jill. Like you have to, you just have to write about it up until now. It just starts when I found divorce books hidden in my mom's closet when I was 13. And that sort of set me on a path of keeping people's secrets and my marriage and then the scary mommy experience mm. and just all of that kind of wrapped up in a book. I would like to read it if it weren't me. So I'm hoping that other people like me will want to read it. Well, I definitely, I, want to read I think it. we both will look forward to reading it for sure. <laughs> yeah. My mind is going a million miles an hour right now because I can relate to what you said so much about uh, not being in a space for a while to write. And so you went to podcasting. Mm -hmm. I can feel that a lot. In fact, mm -hmm. over the last year while we've been doing this podcast, it has felt like a safe space and I haven't been able to write as much because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, there's something about these discussions that we're having that I think are so meaningful and that I think we get a lot out of, and we hear our listeners are getting a lot out of mm -hmm. you're inspiring me to go back to this manuscript that I'm working on, but that's another, Definitely. that's another mm -hmm. story. I'm so glad that you are in the podcast space that we are in the podcast space. We were connected through a fellow podcaster and friend, Nina Badzin, who has Nina. a wonderful podcast. It's called Dear Nina. It's about friendship. And awesome. she came on our podcast and her accessory was a tennis racket, which was fabulous. Yes. I love all these different <laughs> accessories, <so> good. <laughs> but I've been listening to your podcast. She's got issues a lot. I loved the episode with Stacey London most recently. Oh, just because thank you. She's Stacey London, what not to she's wear. Isn't she fantastic? She I really didn't fantastic. know her. I didn't yeah. watch what not to wear. I didn't really know her that well going into it. And I came away from it loving her. She was so yeah. wonderful. And she stayed she on the phone great. with me after to really talk me through what to pack for an upcoming trip. <laughs> she was great. Yeah. I was I like, whatever you're doing it. next, I want to be involved in it somehow, Stacey London. Like you're, <laughs> I, you're my people. She was great. But I was also sort of just nodding as I listened to another episode where you interviewed a guest who has a podcast about aging parents. Mm -hmm. And again, I feel like you're in our brains because mm -hmm. you were writing for Scary Mommy when our kids were toddlers. And now you're talking about having aging parents, which is something that a lot of us are dealing with. And it's a lot more fun than the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are some similarities in terms of caring for a child, caring for a parent. And I just you sort of have to laugh about it because otherwise you would go crazy. Exactly. Um, have you had fun getting your guests and do you have like an overall strategic plan about who you want to have? Can you mm. tease some of your upcoming guests for us? I would love to tease some upcoming guests, except we're really fly by the seat of our pants, record an episode and get it up. <laughs> so We feel I you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of people on my wish list. I started yeah. out with friends and people who I could just make a phone call to with right. beyond. And then it's gotten a little more extended from there. Um, there's so many women at mid who are talking now that mm -hmm. I feel like my list of people is just growing. Um, it's fun. I, I do like it. It is. It's a fun role to play. What do you think are, are some of the trends, think, some of the issues, the things that you've been hearing the most from your guests for people who may not be familiar with the podcast? Menopause, 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 <laughs> perimenopause. So tell me what you're saying. What are you really yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that is just what is on everyone's mind. I feel like all of these celebrities are now doing things. Brooke Shields just launched a company. Naomi Watts did. 
CC London is starting this new company. Like it, it's just feels so hot right now, literally. Like it feels so like a hot flash. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just very top of mind. We're gaining weight. We're like just forgetting everything. We're just cranky. And I'm so confused because I had a hysterectomy, so I don't even get a period. Is this like, am I angry? Is this menopause? Am I like, am I like, what? I don't even know where one starts and what ends. Exactly. What is happening? The other day, my husband was like, God, it's really cold in the house. And the boys were like, it's really cold. And I was sitting there. I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Are you wake up in the morning and your sheets are like stuck to you? I'm usually cold and not yet. And in the morning, There's like a fleece and a sweatshirt and everything else. It's like there was a whole wardrobe overnight, you know, not to get too graphic. No, it is a huge topic. And it's interesting that our generation of women is finally talking about it. There was a big article in the New York Times magazine. It must have been a few months ago by now. I'm glad to hear that people are talking about it because I feel like it Mm -hmm. was something that our mothers and certainly our grandmothers definitely did not talk about. No, totally. Drew Barrymore, I was watching her talk show the other day and she's like, I think I'm having my first hot flash like right now on the air. And Jennifer Aniston was her guest. And she's like, I don't know if I'm willing to admit that I'm having hot flashes. It's so common. We're not dealing with it the same way our parents, our moms and our grandmothers did. Um, And hopefully our daughters will have an easier road. Speaking of also being the age that we are, when you wrote for Scary Mommy, obviously you were talking about little kids and the funny things they did and the challenging things that you face raising toddlers. And we were just talking offline a little bit before about having kids in high school and college and looking at colleges. Do you feel as comfortable now writing slash talking about your kids now that they're becoming more independent and young adults? Is that a topic you want to explore? No. My boys have been off limits for some time. I haven't posted a picture of them or like mentioned their existence because that's the way they would like it. Lily sort of comes and goes based on where she is. Their stories aren't our stories to tell anymore, which is a big reason why it got hard for me to continue with content for Scary Mommy because I didn't have little kids. I felt like, I do I need to have a baby to stay in this world? And I think the answer was yes, like you ha- you do. To keep the young stories, to keep the, the levity because it changes. Yeah. Scary Mommy was all about, you know, the mixed bag of it and the, the highs and the lows. And I guess it's the same thing with teenagers. It just, the lows just feel amplified and the highs mm-hmm. feel fewer and farther between. Um, and the, the stories become theirs to tell and not ours. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for telling me that because I felt that yeah. now too. And I'm glad to hear you say that. It just, it's just kind of shift. I hadn't been writing yeah. about my kids as much for a while. And then it just hit me one day. Oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. And then you're so limited about what, what can you write about? Like they're, they're so intertwined in your life that it's, if you're not going to write about them, it's really hard to write about the rest. Well, I feel like we've come a little bit full circle now because we're back to scary mommy. So this book that you shared with us as your accessory, our first book, where do you keep it in your house? And do your kids ask for it a lot? Do you look back at it a lot? I have like a little scary mommy area in my bedroom, <laughs> like the corner of my bedroom with the books and some pictures and I keep it there. The kids, yeah, they have all read it 
I have a massage chair in my room. So they come in and they sit in the massage chair and they'll <laughs> read it from time to time. And I like it because I keep it like that was my way to bribe them into staying in my room. <laughs> so hey, it worked out perfectly. You should get a massage idea. chair. Yeah. It, was get really, it was a manic 2 a.m. purchase, but oh. I have to say... I adore it. I use it every day. The kids use it. My friends Brilliant. come over and I'll sit in my bed and they'll sit in the massage chair. It's fantastic. Um, I'm like so, stretching while you're I know, I know. <laughs> all hunched over. That was yeah. a brilliant purchase. It wasn't a bad one. The book is definitely, it's something that, that we do pick up um, from time. And we'll just sort of thumb through it and find one story and then, you know, put it down. It is dear to me to sound like my mother. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. We could go on and talk to you all day. I am sure of that. Where can our listeners find you? They can find me on Instagram at Jill Smokler or the podcast is She's Got Issues wherever they're listening right now. Perfect. I do love your Instagram and I love your logo for She's Got Issues. Yeah. Thank you. you. Very cool. Well, thanks for all you're doing and bringing to the world. You guys too. It was so fun to talk to you. We loved it.